Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrians in mind for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a horse trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. All my links are always in the show notes. Welcome back, guys. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about a product that I absolutely love and I feel like needs uh, a little more, um, a little more thought and a little more. Um, it needs to get out there a little more. I feel like um, most of you know on here that I do not uh, talk about products that I personally would not use on my own animals or products that I just do not like or think are scams. I know a lot of people say that. However, I am way too invested in looking up everything I can and really doing the research and all that stuff. And I just ain't about the BS when it comes to people just making profit off of us, especially being a broke horse girl like you know, I know, you know what that feels like. And so I'm just trying to save you money by giving you the products that I personally would use and that have worked for my horses. So, um, today I wanted to talk about joints and joint supplements. I have done a ton of research over joints. The, I haven't really this year, but last year I did a lot of research. I started making a PowerPoint called joints, uh, everything you need to know about joints. And I was going in about like the structure, how they work, um, and all that stuff. And then it was leading into the supplements and what kinds of supplements would work best with what issues and things like that. However, this little PowerPoint that I had in mind turned into being like 30 pages on a PowerPoint. So in my head, I decided we were going to break this up into series and then I ended up stopped working on it. I haven't worked on it all year. It's just a lot of research and a lot of knowledge and my brain kind of got overloaded. And so what we're going to do is break it up into what are joints, how do they work, and things like that. And then we're going to get into um, problems that can be caused in the joint. And then we will get into uh, like care and supplements and things like that. So my when I started this, my biggest question to myself was, when do you start joint supplements? A lot of people right now are probably thinking, well, you don't really start joint supplements because you know, if you feed the right diet, then your horse should have nice, healthy joints. However, this is my thought process and my personal opinion from everything I've been reading. So we all know that um, arthritis is inevitable, right? Like as we age, our joints are just going to deteriorate over time. There's no reversing it. So the best thing you can do is prolong it the longest you can. So we already know this scientifically, unless something has been released between now and last year that we've just made miraculous changes that I don't know about, but that's pretty much how it is, which makes sense. You know, as we get older, our bodies just kind of deteriorate over time if we don't take care of them. And, uh, you know, it's just, we get older and we start to hurt and, you know, that's no secret. And it's the same with horses. So having Jake 
Jake had very low nutrition throughout most of his life. And I'm just going to step in and say right now, I was a horrible owner. I didn't do, I didn't know anything about nutrition. I didn't know anything about supplements, joints, maintenance, none of that. So Jake never really got any good nutrition or maintenance work for his body until he turned, ooh, maybe six or seven, six or seven, I think. And so, obviously, joint supplements at six or seven, I don't feel like is a huge deal breaker for him. I think the deal breaker which made his joints so bad now, because he is 15 this year, um, was, is he 15 or is he 16? How old am I? 25. I'm 25, he is 15. Okay. <laughs> so... I think the biggest deal breaker was the lack of nutrition. He has never, he had never really been on good nutrition and that did not help his joints at all. But not only that, but leading into not really understanding biomechanics, how the body works. I just was that typical kid who got on and rode and we rode the barrel pattern over and over and over and over and over again. I didn't have a trainer. Uh, or a mentor or anybody to help me out. I just did what I thought I was doing correct. And in the long run, it um, killed his joints. So even though he's 15 this year and should be what most people say in his prime, um, he acts like he is 30. So I feel really bad for him. And while doing all of this research, research, getting Betton and purchasing Betton as a weanling has really what inspired me to do all of the research. I don't want to put Betton through this and I want to give him the best shot possible and keep him feeling as good as possible for as long as possible. Seeing Jake go downhill in the last couple of years have really um, hit me hard in the fillers and I just can't let my heart take it. And so unfortunately, um, he is taking the winter off until we kind of better assess his, um, his arthritis disease um, in the spring because he still gets around and he's still a happy boy, but there's just a lot going on with him right now and I can't financially do all of the testing and all of the injections and just getting everything laid out there. I just can't do all that financially right now. So we will take care of that in the spring. He will have the winter off and we will keep him comfortable. Um, but with Betton, I really uh, dug deep into all of this. So what did I find? The first thing my question was, when do you start joint supplements? And the answers kind of vary because of course there's no set research on when is best to really start joint supplements. There's a lot of people these days now that don't like to give supplements. You know, the biggest thing right now is that if you are feeding a very high quality diet and you are feeding uh, your horses getting what they need as far as what they are doing performance wise and everything, then um, you shouldn't need any supplements, correct? Ideally, yes. However, I do feel like I am that type of person that will kind of, you know, and I'm kind of picking, picky and choosy 
um, about what and where. So like, um, I may add a hoof supplement or something if their hooves are going through a bad growth stage or if the ground is not complementing their hooves or, you know, so on and so forth. I very rarely do that. I very rarely do a hoof supplement or something that has anything to do with just putting them on a higher quality diet. However, the two supplements that I personally will start and keep them on, one is a joint supplement. And a lot of this is PTSD kind of driven because of going through everything with Jake. I am just so scared that if I don't start a joint supplement that he's just going to, Betton's going to go downhill like Jake. And that's just my own personal issue. However, everybody has their own experiences and things like that. And so what I have found and what I have talked to most people about is if you would rather be safer than, uh, safer than sorry, finding a joint supplement that is a hundred percent natural and finding a joint supplement that, um, has been proven at some point to provide comfort and longevity, um, then to start them as soon as you were starting hard work. So I don't mean like, oh, we're starting on the barrel pattern. We need to start this. I mean, when you start to haul and compete on a regular basis, that is personally when I am going to start betting on a joint supplement. Now, the reason I say natural is because there are tons of supplements out there on the market trying to decipher through all of them gave me a freaking huge headache. And so my what I broke it down to was which um, ingredients of the joint supplements, what are most common and what benefits what and when and, and what is natural, what's not natural, things like that. And so working in the vet industry, I have gotten to be very knowledgeable about um, medications, supplements, and all sorts of things. And so what I um, have found is there are natural options. However, there are tons of brands that you are going to pay for. You're going to pay for the brand name versus what you were paying to get into your horse. With all the research and everything I've done, what I have developed my personal opinion as far as starting on a joint supplement. And again, this is my own personal PTSD talking. Once I start hauling consistently and I start working my horse's body really hard, then I am going to start a joint supplement. My go-to to start with is a all-natural remedy first. So the way I have seen um, osteoarthritis work in the vet industry as far as for dogs and cats, well, mainly dogs, but um, what we like to start with first is we start with a, uh, like a more natural option, something that is not as strong as a medication. We start with those things. And we typically will start these when the owners come in and they're just first starting to see signs. You can start it then. However, I don't want to get to that point. I don't want to see my horse have signs of osteoarthritis. That is where I am standing and where I am coming from. If I'm waiting until my animal shows signs that he has um, arthritis, then to me, in my head, we're, that's, we're already long past where I would like to be. So that is why I advocate in starting a joint supplement earlier. 
um, especially if you are having a working animal um, to start a joint supplement earlier um, to help prevent or help prolong when you start to see those signs. So say so-and-so came in a couple days ago, started seeing um, arthritis signs in their animals, so we start them on a supplement. However, if they would have started the supplement before um, they started, started to see signs, would they have come in a couple of days ago or would it have been prolonged to a couple months or even a year or two? That is the big question in my head. Now, I have not personally found a study that has proven any of that theory. Um, I have just seen it over and over again with people in the vet industry of who starts um, who starts the joint supplements and not because, you know, it's not very well documented. So if there happens to be a study that you know about, please send it to me. My email is always in the show notes. Um, I would love to look at that, but that is my working theory because I have seen some cases where it supports that supports that theory. But of course, unless we tested before and after, you know, we would never know that. Um, and it's not like you can just test your dog and not start a supplement and come and yeah, it would be complicated. It would be complicated. Doing research is very complicated. It's, it takes a lot of time, effort and money and people just don't have that. So anyway, that is my working theory. And that is what I have heard over and over again from veterinarians and from professionals in the industry that that is the working theory, not my working theory, but the working theory. Um, and that is part of why I agree with it. So you start working your horse hard, you go ahead and start the all natural supplement. Now, um, by this, there's a lot of like CBD options. There's a lot of like, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of different types of all natural remedies that you can do, um, over the counter, I should say, I guess, um, that will help prevent or prolong this. And so that is where we start. Even if you come in and you're first starting to see your dogs walking uncomfortable, that is typically where we start as well. We see how, how much that helps. Does this help? Great. We see what our least amount of dosage is on it that is effective, and then we try to prolong that as long as possible, which sometimes works really, really well. They get at least a few months before they start before that supplement starts to not help as much. Now, here's the thing: it, it, giving them a supplement is not going to reverse it; it is to help prolong it. Which, with some dogs or some horses or some animals, you know, could be a couple months or could be a couple years. Now, we get into um, when that stops working, we try a different type of supplement, a stronger, uh, like a higher dose supplement or, um, you know, other types of supplements. But in the vet industry, we're not trying all of that. Once your dog gets a, a, a uncomfortable for so long at a certain dosage of a supplement, of course, we are going to put them on a medication. Um, a pain a, a medication that's going to help with arthritis. That is where I step in because I am not huge on get just like giving my dog medications. I understand because I work in the vet industry where that is coming from, why we are doing that. Um, but I personally 
medications, depending on what you were given, if giving over a long period of time, can cause issues over over time. It can cause organ issues. It can cause other issues. So I like to stay as natural as possible for as long as possible, if that makes sense. When doing all of this research, I, that was my big question, right? So I get to looking at all the supplements on the market that are offered, which is way too many. And then I get to talking to veterinarians and professionals and what has worked for them. And a lot of this kind of sparked to the question because I have used a ton of joint supplements on Jake trying to get him comfortable and little, little to none worked at all. Um, I had really, I had really lost a ton of money trying to find a supplement that provided him comfort in what I felt was as much as possible. Um, I had spent tons and tons and tons of like probably over a thousand way, probably over 2000, um, dollars in ordering supplements, trying this, trying that because the vet recommended it because the, the professional recommended it because NFR writer recommended it, you know, because I just saw it on my for you page or I saw it on my Facebook page, like just trying something, hoping it would work. Well, I would try some and I just didn't see a difference at all. Or I would try some and it was just like, is it working or is it not? I never seen that, um, amount of relief that you see with other people where you're all of a sudden your horse is going from old man crickety walking to running like a colt in the pasture. I didn't really get that until I tried one product. And that is the product we're going to talk about today. And I just wanted to give a whole backstory leading up to this product and how I found it and why I found it. Because, um, you know, I just wanted to give the backstory of Jake's story. And so after spending all this money, I had literally given up on trying to find a supplement that worked for Jake. I had tried um, joint supplements that have been on the counter, uh, have been recommended by vets and uh, supplements that are over the counter, like for years, you know, people have always um, approved of them and, uh, and said how well they work and things like that. And so when I tried them and didn't really see um, a difference in how he was in his everyday life, it was kind of discouraging. I was like, what is wrong with my horse? Like, why is he not responding like all, all these other horses respond to these types? And most of these, I will say, I, I won't say most. Some of these are synthetic options. So synthetic also, um, to me, the word synthetic is, I know it's not always scary looking into the industry, into the vet industry. Like, there are reasons we have come out, we have came out with it, reasons why people use it. But to me, I don't want a synthetic option. I want a very natural option that will work um, without having to put my horse on medications. So with that being said, um, I had finally come up on a product that was recommended by a friend originally. And um, I told her because of the way you can get it um, and, the, and because there's no lot, there's not a lot of studies behind it that I really wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. 
couple months later, I told a few people in my family that I am going to officially retire Jake from riding at all and maybe just do some trail rides and stuff. No more barrels, no more hard work, nothing like that. He is going to be completely retired at the age of 15. And it broke my heart to say that, but I didn't want to cause him harm and I didn't want to make it worse. And I didn't know what, um, what to do because I wasn't seeing any, any relief in his everyday life. Well, a couple months rolled down and I hadn't rode Jake and I just keep watching him and I'm like, I just feel so bad. And I had met someone on Facebook who we are now friends um, who was selling this product and talked to me and was like, listen, I work in, um, she is in college in, she works in a lab or she's like her college degree is science. And, um, I want to say it's microbiology or I don't know. I don't know. Um, if, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I apologize, but, um, I can't remember a hundred percent. I just know she's super freaking smart and her, um, college d- degree is in sciences and she is like, looks in the microscope at all fun stuff and sorts of stuff. And so when I was talking to her, she brought a lot of light into my life about joints and the different supplements that are on the market and why or why not they may not work and, and things like that. And so that helped a lot with not only, um, just kind of understanding how certain joint supplements work and why some may or may not work, and how you have to be really careful about giving them. Um, so this also kind of went into, after I talked to her, I wasn't sold on the product just yet. Um, it took her a minute to really get me to try it. But what ultimately got me to try the product was, what are you going to lose? You know, it's an all-natural product. It's not going to harm your horse, um, or it shouldn't harm your horse. Um you've tried everything else. What is this last product? If you don't like it, then, then we have our answer and you don't have to try anything else. However, what happens if it does actually help? So that is the point where I was like, you know, he's not comfortable, so I need to do something. And, um, I was at the moment of where I was like, I don't want to put, he was actually, let me rewind here for a moment. I had actually put him on Equiox, um, which is a NSAID for horses, if you don't know. And so he was on that for a month and he still didn't show any signs of uh, major comfort relief. And so that medication alone, not showing any signs is what made me nervous because I know if he's on that inset and he doesn't have any relief, we're going to have to either up the dose or add another medication. And so that is what made me nervous because I, like I said, I don't want to just put pills into my, into my horses. And so I know some of y'all are thinking you're freaking crazy. Like it's fine. It's okay. Just do testing every year. And I totally get that. I totally get that. Yes, yes, yes. And if that's what you do, if that's what you want to do, great. I applaud you for that. That's just, you know, I, I really, really, really wanted a more natural option before we got too far down the road at that point. So because this was the all natural option or a all natural option, um, I was like, he's uncomfortable. What have I got to lose? You know, let's try it. 
But before that happened, I actually did a lot of research into different types of supplements and their uh, make. So how, like powders, um, um, powders and pellets and um, injections and what was it? Powder, pellets, injections, and the paste. So those were the main types of uh, main types of like how the makeup of what it is, how uh, I forget what that's called, their form of of the product. So I looked into all those and because I really wanted to make sure that giving a um, giving a supplement, I wanted to make sure he was getting the right one and also look into why some of them may not work. So what I found um, and the opinion I formed on the research that I had done as to what type of product that I'm going to feed my horse is going to be dependable upon how severe his um, how severe his arthritis is or his whatever um, his disease is. So you have your powders, which a lot of your um, joint supplements are made into a powder. Um, this is my least favorite type of product. And the reason being is that um, it's really hard to gauge how much your horse is really ingesting um, because you have, um, like when you put it in there, you know, it makes that big poofy cloud and product goes everywhere unless you put it in there carefully. Then um, when your horse goes to eat it, if you don't mix it in um, well or depending on the feed that you're mixing it with, um, it will either, the horse will either, when they eat, they breathe through their nose too. And some horses, if it's, if they're anything like my gilding, he likes to, um, like I call it his huff and puffing, um, cause he will blow out his nose and that product just goes everywhere. And, or if you're mixing it and you have like pellets or something, it may all just settle down at the bottom. So by the time they eat all of their food and that product is left, then the same thing can still happen. They'll blow air out and it blows that product everywhere. Or if your horse doesn't like the taste of the product, they may tip over the um, feed bucket or whatever. They may just leave it and not eat it. Uh, all sorts of things like that. So that is the main reason why I don't like a powder. Not because the product isn't working, but if your horse doesn't ingest however much he needs, it's not going to work. And it's just hard to gauge that. So when I am feeding a powder of anything, I'm always looking at the directions as to how much I can possibly feed in one day and also going to how much is suggested to feed um, AM and PM or once a day. And I always like to add a little bit extra if I have to feed a powder just in case of blowing it out tipping it over off chance that it sticks to some of the food and they can get enough of it things like that so powders are not my favorite um a lot of people they don't feel like they have a problem with the powder that's great you do you so the th second thing is um my least favorite is paste um 
paste work better than a powder because you can gauge how much your horse is getting. You know what they're getting for the most part, unless they're really bad about spitting it out like my horse. Um, you can gauge it. Um, but the reason being it is my least favorite is because I don't like to give my horse a paste every single day. I don't like to give them a really a paste very often. It's very messy. Uh, my horse doesn't like, um, I have come to the conclusion he doesn't like the feel of a paste um, because it doesn't matter what I put in it. Uh, he just, he like makes that kind of um, weirdness going on. And I don't think that, that is the flavor. Of course, he doesn't like some flavors of some things, but he, I don't think he likes the feel of, of the paste. And if I was to put it in his feed, he will eat around the feed that is stuck to the paste. He will not eat it. So that has never worked well for me either. Um, but that is why it's my least second favorite. But I like it in a sense of you can gauge how much you're giving. And um, as long as your horse isn't spitting out like huge chunks, then surely he's getting enough. So my third, which is my preference over the other two, is pellets. A pelleted or granule food um, that you can mix in with their feed. Chances are, most of the time, these pellets are going to be, um, they're, they're going to be smaller, so it's easier to mask with the food, especially if you have a high flavor palleted food uh, or palatable food, um, then they're more likely going to eat all of it. I've never really had an issue with the pellets as long as I am feeding what I, the amount that I should be feeding. As long as it masks with the food very well, he eats it. Now, Jake, being Jake, he does tip over his buckets. So, it, to me, that's the only other issue. That's the only issue I can think of off the top of my head that would cause a problem is tipping over the bucket and then not getting whatever amount is on the ground because he is he will not eat all of it that is on the ground. He's He's weird. So that is the only thing that is my go-to preference for a joint supplement is pellet or you also now have these chew um, treat looking uh, type of pellets or not pellets, but type of treats that you can now give your horse. Um, I have tried some of them and some of them have like a lot of molasses in them and stuff. And so they can be messy depending on uh, well, depending on the ingredients used for them, you know, they can be very messy. So some people, if they're giving like a pill, they'll take these treats, uh, or they have like dimple treats where you can just like stuff it in, which I think these are a great idea. I like them as long as your horse will eat them. I don't remember what brand it was. It was a long time ago. I tried a, a joint supplement treat. Um, is what I call them because it's a treat form. But if you've ever seen the things called dimples, where they've got like a little dimple in the middle and it's like a treat that's you can mold around the pill or whatever, um, the that is how these were. So they were very messy, so I just dropped it into the food. But um, unless your horse likes them, then he's probably not going to eat it. 
Jake didn't eat the specific brand I bought. I haven't bought any other brand because they're not as common. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're not as common. So um, I haven't bought any more, but uh, your, your horse is probably more likely to eat them than mine because he's a pain in the rear. Um, he is a peckerhead for a reason. So with that being said, um, my go-to and favorite type of joint supplement is injectable. Why? Why would it be injectable? There are lots of joint supplements that you can get over the, or I say lots. There's a few joint supplements you can get over the counter that are injectable um, that you can buy from a representative or you can go to your veterinarian and they can get them for you. Um, if you're very comfortable with your veterinarian, more times than not, they're going to order it and send it to your house or you can go buy and pick it up and you can do it at home, things like that. However, the reason I like injectable is because I can measure exactly how much my horse is getting and I know if I'm giving it properly, they are getting exactly what they need in that instance. There's no spillage, there's no if ands, or buts with it. Um, they are getting exactly what they need. And I know it, if I'm giving it to them myself, I can see it and it's there, it's in them. So if it's not working, it's not working. However, with that being said, depending upon of um, depending upon whatever injection you are giving, also depends on how you should be giving it. So always remember when you are giving an injection that is supposed to go in the muscle, remember to give the injection all the way up in the hub or to the hub. So you have your needle, and then your little plastic thing that's on the end of the needle that goes onto your syringe that is called the hub. Uh, big mistakes I've seen, not only with my specific product that I love to use, but other products like Adequan and stuff, if you do not get that needle deep down into that neck and you don't go all the way up to the hub, then you're probably not, depending on the severity of your horse and if you are or are not seeing um, results, it could be because that the reason that companies give you a certain length of needle, if they give you a certain length of needle, that is probably the reason because they want it to go that far into the neck. Not because, oh, it's just a needle, like I can only go halfway up the needle into the neck and it still work. You know, some horses it will. Great. Perfect. Some horses, they um, have a little harder time um, getting it where it needs to go. So you have to go all the way up to the hub when giving these injections. It doesn't matter what type of um, product you are using. If they are giving you a specific type of needle or the vet gives you a specific type of needle, you more than likely have to go all the way up to that hub to see, to see results and or um, for it to work properly. So just putting that out there. However, depending on what you are giving also depends upon, you know, the type of product it is. Is it a synthetic? Is it natural? Is it uh, drugs? You know, what, what is it? So other than that, a lot of the times you, the, if it is natural, your horse is less likely to have a reaction to it. And with that being said, you can have like needle reactions. Um, so some horses, they whelp up really big or, or I'm not going to say really big. I've never seen a horse with this injection, even whelp up. They may be sore because it's a, it's a 
muscle injection, so we would be sore too. Um, however, um, with some injections, not specifically the one that I use, I've seen um, little a little welt pop up around where the uh, around where the injection was given because of um, an inflammatory response. Or um, if you're not careful and not sure what you are doing, this is why I always recommend the other products to people. If you're not comfortable with a needle, do not poke your horse. Um, if you don't know the structure of your horse, do not poke your horse uh, and things like that. So you can poke something that can damage your horse, depending on where you are given your injection, which is more, more times than not in the neck area. So if you're not educated, do not poke your horse. We'll get into more of that here in just a minute. Other thing. Okay, so we've went over the types of products, why I would give them, why I wouldn't give them. Now, depending on the severity of your horse's situation, I if I if my horse is just like every now and then you feel like he might need a supplement or something to provide comfort or whatever, a powder is completely fine in my opinion. A, a powder is fine if anything, you know, if you're going to give anything, you know, like if that's what you prefer, great. To me, as long as I'm not worried about monitoring how much my horse is getting and how much they really need, and especially if it's on a daily basis, um, then I would kind of try another product that's not a powder or if they, if they have a pellet in that same product. Um, other than that, you know, even if you are giving it daily, a powder is okay because they're getting it daily. So surely they're going to get enough amount throughout the week that, um, you know, even if they blow it out of the bucket or something, I wouldn't give a powder if your horse needs a certain amount to be comfortable, but they only get it like once a week or twice a week, if that makes sense. So I would kind of stray away from that. However, if the severity of your horse's problem isn't that big, a powder, a treat, that is when I would use a treat, one of the treat type, um, uh, treat type, uh, supplements would work just fine. However, it all is going to boil down to what product you're looking at as far as the, what is in the product, as far as the drugs and, um, and whatever it is. Uh, something else I didn't talk about is herbs. A lot of people like to start with herbs too, which I think is fantastic. I've never had a horse have a problem with er not eating herbs and not and like mixing it into their food. It's kind of like the pellets. It blends in nicely and they don't really have a problem with it. Uh, I haven't had a horse have a problem with it anyway. Um, but so we have that. To me, I would prefer an herb over a powder because it's less likely to just fly out everywhere. The mass of the weight is a little bit heavier than a powder. Um, is it possible that it blow out? Yes, of course it is. Especially if your horse dumps the feed on the ground, it's possible for them to dump it out too. So anyway, um, where was I at? So things like that like if it's just a daily use oh my horse is just a little uncomfortable you know he's starting to show some arthritis my vets looked at him and he's showing some arthritis so we know it's arthritis uh and we know he's starting to get a little bit comfortable uncomfortable here and there or maybe it's in the winter seasons you know like we get cold our our uh broken bones and our joints and stuff we have inflammatory responses to cold weather things like that 
it's the same with the horses as well. So maybe giving it through the winter or something, a treat is fantastic. A powder is great, you know. Um, pellets are always fantastic. A paste, if you real, if you are doing something that's every now and then, I would go to a paste. Unless it's going every day, then I don't really want to stick my horse's face with a syringe every day. Not for them. I mean, they don't like it either, but I don't like it either. So um, that's my opinion on that. Now, where this all falls is looking at what type of product your horse needs and then looking at what product um, that comes in. So does it come in a powder? Does it come in a paste? What does it come in? Um, now, I did a ton of research on different types of, uh, like, types of, I don't want to call them drugs. They're not all drugs. But what the product is, or the ingredient, I should say. What the ingredient is that is to help the horse. And, you know, to me, I'm, there's not one I've really read that is very superior over the other. Um, from what I can gather, if you were, um, looking at the, um, chondroitin, uh, sulfate, or you're looking at the glucose, uh, glucose, not glucose, um, I'm sorry, let me have a freaking meltdown right now, um, Hydrolonic acid is, the, is you know, all y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know the main ones that we look at for joint health. I'm really sounding uneducated right now. I apologize for that. I'm also driving, so I'm not in a mill. I'm not in the situation where I'm just going to look that up for you right now. But um, yeah, so there's all that. Um, all those ingredients that we look for now. From what I understand and what I've read in studies, they are best used together versus one specifically alone, unless we are talking about, whoo, sorry, unless we are talking about um, chondroitant for sulfate. Um, and then we'll get into that in just a minute. So um, I got into why I like um, natural over synthetics or drugs first. Um, of course, there's a time and point where you may need to go to a drug, um, and that's completely your like up to your horse, like depending on how your horse responds. Um, so I like to start with herbs or all natural, and then if my horse is not um, having comfort with those, then I will go up to a um, a supplement that is recommended as far as with one of these ingredients that's like uh, that's uh, maybe got a little drug element to it if that makes sense um, or a synthetic you know I don't know I haven't I'll be honest I haven't quite ranged um, what you know, once you get into supplements, I start with all natural, then I get in with, um, if that's not helping, I kind of look into more of the, is NSAIDs going to help? If it helps, how often do I have to give it? Um, things like that. Uh, so then moving forward, the one product that I had bought that I 
really, really love and fell in love with. That was my end-all, be-all, last-ditch effort for Jake was Summit Animal Health. That is... Um, it is an injection for horses, and we'll get into the company in just a minute and my opinions, but it is a conjoint force sulfate in a sterile water. So that is the only ingredient. There is not a mixture of other ingredients. There's not um, any base to it as far as an oil or anything like that. Um, oh, there's you can get oils too. I forgot to put that one in there later. Uh while ago about oils you can do that with your horse sometimes they don't eat it sometimes they do oils are great in my opinion I would prefer it over a powder if you're going to give it every day um or um every other day or something like that so anyway moving forward um for sulfate animal summit health or summit animal health wow um struggling today I when I was introduced there was not a lump sum of studies that was out. They were very conservative about um, who knew what because there was other people who tr who were trying to uh, more or less steal this product. And, you know, to me, that's always a good sign because if someone's trying to remake your product and put their name on it, then obviously something is working, right? That's just my opinion. But, um, you get into um, the horses only have an injectable. However, they're working on a oral paste that you can give your horse, but that is still in the works. Um, with that being said, if you are not comfortable with um, needles, then you can talk to your representative about other options that you can do. Um, however, you can also find someone who is more educated or more comfortable with giving an injection to your horse. And that's probably what I would do. And that's only because Jake has been on it for over a year now. And it has helped so much that... Sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, so there's there's things there's ways around it and other and things that you can do. However, um, I they have dog paste options or liquid options. They have human medications. They have cat medication or not medications. They're not medications. They're it's purely a supplement. Um, um, they have cats and dogs in and stuff like that. But, um, so they also have dog injections if you're comfortable with giving your dog injection. But I started this and Jake literally turned into a five-year-old colt again when I, when we originally started it. He was running around, going crazy in the pasture. He was doing so much better on the barrel pattern. Um, if you haven't seen my um, video about his uh, initial um, dosaging, like doing his, uh, what's it called, loading dose, 
you need to go watch that on YouTube. I think it's my summit story um, on my page. And that is Jake's story as far as on the summit. It was a day and night difference that we didn't have with any other products. And I'm not going to go over all the thousands of products that we used. Mainly because... Um, Uh, mainly because I, I don't hate the brands that we used and I understand that my horse, it just didn't work with my horse. So what didn't work with my horse may work with your horse. However, I won't use any of those products with any other of my animals anymore. Um, unless that's just like, for some reason, I can't get Summit for some reason, but, um, I, I just love Summit. I loved how quickly he had a reaction. I loved how he was feeling good. I loved how I could see the results, um, all that stuff. And I just didn't get that with any of these other products. So I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like any of the other products. I won't use them as long as I have Summit to get because I know it works. Um, I know it works for Jake. And they also have a product guarantee. So if it didn't work um, on your horse, then you have a guarantee that you can follow up with um, with your representative. The biggest thing about Summit Animal Health is that you have representatives. So versus going to a vet getting it or versus going to a store and getting it, you can order from a representative. Now there's a good thing, there's, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing. However, a lot of people don't view it um, as a very good thing. So a lot of people call it in a multi-level marketing scheme of how anybody can just sign up and be a representative and sell it. And in a sense, yes. However, I would like to think that we are pick and choose who we would like to um, sign up as a rep. So I know my rep, my friend who works in a lab, um, I know she is very, she picks who she thinks not only needs this product, but she picks who she think who she thinks is going to um, pick the right people to sell this product. So I'm not just gonna go to um, somebody that is who I wouldn't trust as a person or somebody that I just feel like, is not doing right by the horse and say, hey, you should sign up and be a rep, you know, and have them sell this product. That's just not how I would view, um, I would just like to think that all the representatives are like that. I know they're not, but that's just, you know, that's just my opinion. However, while I know me and my group are like that, um, yes, you can sign up and sell it, but here's here's the catch to this. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the whole multi-level marketing thing or whatever. Um, and, I, you know, I get it because I've tried a lot of products through that, through that type of um, work that just doesn't, doesn't work. You know, I've tried them. Other people have tried them and they don't work. However, 
this is quite different in a sense of this product actually works. Um, and even though you can buy it from someone versus going to a vet or going to a feed store and picking it up, which you could, you can buy it from vets. Vets do use it. A lot of vets actually use it and sell it in their clinic. And there are um, stores who I'm pretty sure do carry it, I think. I don't know off the bat, but um, I'm sure that a store could. And so with that being said, the reason I kind of like the whole um, it's not right to me it's not really an MLM it kind of is but not really but the reason I like it is because during COVID a lot of people lost their jobs and I have seen a couple people who have stated that due to being a summit rep that they were able to still pay their bills and to me that is a very big thing especially if you were struggling you know you are able to make a little extra money you are able to pay your bills this is a business when you sign up as a rep you are making it your own business so it's not just about oh, let me make money, let me do this. You want to represent and do a good business job by providing a product that actually works and benefits for someone. Because if it didn't do that, then you wouldn't have a business. So yeah, we would, you know, anybody with a business needs to make money in order to keep the business going. But um, to me, that was a big thing for me when I when COVID had hit and people started losing their jobs. I started seeing more and more people who were able to still pay their bills because they were a summit rep. To me, that is a very big thing. And I am very thankful that summit does provide it this way because it's, it's a hard world out there, especially still, you know, with inflation and everything going on. So that's just my opinion on that stance. However, because it is a supplement, it is a strictly supplement. It does not have to be FDA approved, which is a big thing right now with some people. Um, my stance on FDA approved um, kind of changed a little bit because for one, FDA approved does not mean that it is not going to cause a problem with your animal or you or um, that it's not going to cause problems down in the long run. FDA has approved tons of things that have been labeled to cause cancer, that have been labeled that can cause organ issues, that have been labeled to cause uh, lots of other side effects, you know. And so just because it is FDA approved does not mean that it's not, that does not mean that it's safe, I guess I should say. Now, with that being said, when we get FDA approved, we also like they're also looking at um the benefits of the the benefits over the uh what's the word um the benefits of the drug so fda approval is for drugs you know supplements i think can be fda approved but um it was it's mainly for drugs and food and things like that but um so essentially the FDA approval is saying, you know, it is what it is. It does what it does. And um, 
here are your side effects that could be caused through this. And so it's not like taking out the possible cause of harm. Um, however, with that being said, the Summit Animal Health Facility where the uh, joint supplement is made is FDA approved. So the building and the process and everything of where it is housed and how it is made is FDA approved. The supplement itself is not FDA approved. So it's not just not completely not FDA approved, but here's the thing. Um, supplements themselves don't have to be FDA approved. So I encourage you to look at if you give any other supplements, if you take any supplements yourself and look on them and see if they're, if they are FDA approved. There's tons of supplements that I was taking that at the moment in time, um, I thought I was taking for health reasons. Um, but figured out that they are not FDA approved. And then that is when my whole stance behind it changed a little bit. My opinion changed a little bit behind it. So with that being said, are they looking at getting FDA approved? It takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort to get FDA approved. However, I have heard in the works and I don't know when or even in the next couple years, but I know um, at some point they would really like to get um, approved um, as a nutraceutical. A nutraceutical is a food containing health giving additive and that has been proven um, to having a medical benefit. So to me, that's something. It's not like we're as a company that we're just saying, oh, we don't need to be FDA approved. You know, we're a supplement. That's not what it is. It's just, that's a lot of time and a lot of money and it takes a while. So will we ever, I don't know. I know that the nutraceutical approval is something that we would like to work on, which pretty much states that yes, it's a supplement. Yes, it has a medical benefit. Um, and I have no doubt that that will get approved. I don't know where, how they're like, how far we are working on that. Same with the equine pace, the oral medication. I don't know how far along we are with that. We tried to release that and it just wasn't working as good as the injection. And so we pulled it off the shelf in order to improve it. Now, with that being said, Okay, so um, also leads me to um, the whole, sorry, y'all know my podcasts are unedited, I'm sorry, that's why we're almost an hour into this. Um, also, you have to think about too as well when you're picking a product is how it is absorbed and utilized and metabolized, so um Things that play a role in this is if you're giving orals, you know, liposomes and things like that. Um, so a liposome helps your body um, absorb the actual product because there's a lot of products up there or out there that do not allow your uh, allow you to absorb them correctly because it doesn't get past your stu- your stomach acid and um, content breakdown and all of that stuff. Um, now there's, there's certain products that say that they aid in certain things 
and but the real you need to look at you know um how it's absorbed and how it works and things like that because there's a lot of products out there that are literally scams um so a liposome helps you get past it has a barrier around your molecule that helps get past um all the harmful things that could pretty much just destroy it so that way your body can correctly absorb the um, molecule of your product so a you also have to look at your molecular weight um one of the great things about uh chondroitin for sulfate is um the molecular weight we have been able to um make it um a way less <laughs> i don't quite know how to explain that one but um it's different it's different so um uh chondroitin for sulfate is is a fantastic fantastic supplement and they have made it to where it is absorbed um, to the best of its abilities to in order to help it work as well as it does. So um, you can definitely call me um, if you would like to talk more about the science behind it. I know not everyone likes to talk about the sciences, so I'm not really going to dive deep into how all of it works, but there's a little tidbit on it. So you're more than welcome to contact me to talk about um, all the science behind it and all those things if you would like. Now, um, <clears throat> where were we at originally? That is with, so, um, the FDA approval and all that. So that is my stance on that. You know, we are looking to get, um, nutraceutical approved. Um, I haven't heard anything on that. We're looking to better our equine oral so people don't have to give an injection, which is fantastic. I absolutely love that they are doing that. I will be honest, working in the vet industry, I don't like the fact of having um, only a injection for equines labeled right now because um, not a lot of people are comfortable with giving injections, nor should a lot of people be able to give an injection. You can do some stuff to your horse that's not nice. And so, um, and you can kind of mess some things up. So I, I agree on that sense of not being able to, you know, um, there's not another really, there's not a good option right now for horses, but your representative can help you figure some things out to, um, to kind of help with that until we get that, uh, until we get that equine supplement oral out there. Um, so definitely don't give up on it just yet because we don't have an oral. There's some things we can do to help you out. So definitely talk to a representative, talk to me, whoever, um, about, um, situations like that. If you don't like the, um, injection, which I completely understand. And I don't like as a rep, I don't like having that as an only option right now. Um, so that's just kind of my, my feelings around that. However, um, going forward into, you know, the whole not being, not having veterinarian approval and stuff like that. Now, it, some vets still don't even know about it. It's not a new, new product, but it's not been brought up into the vet industry, um, as a big name supplement just yet. So, um, we're working on that. We're trying to get it out. We're trying to say, hey, this actually works and it's natural, you know, 
um, chondroitin sulfate is in your body. So the likelihood of your animal having a reaction or you having a reaction is very slim. Um, so your vet may not know about it, but I promise there are lots of vets who do sell this in their, um, they sell this product in their clinic. They, per, they, in a sense, prescribe it to their, um, to their clients, pets. So I promise there are vets out there who do, who, um, really do love this product and use it a lot. So I definitely recommend, um, if you want to talk to your vet about it as a good option, definitely do so. Have them look into it. Um, I can send you some things if you would like, um, that you can show your vet and tell them about how they can find more information from other vets or the founder of the company and things like that. So definitely, definitely do that for me. Um, however, some vets, they're a little skeptical because they have never heard of this. Um, they're a little skeptical because we only have a few studies out, um, right now about it that we have done. And a lot of people are going to say, you know, well, that's biased that you've done your own studies. You could have crunched the numbers and things like that. Well, let me tell you this. We don't have to. Our product works. Um, and I'm saying that because I know it works and we have a product guarantee. So, I mean, I don't know how more of a let give this to your horse. It works type of um, thing you can do to your animal because, you know, it, it really does work. And I get it. I get it. At the beginning, I wasn't sure, you know, I wasn't sure about it either because I hadn't really heard of it other than um, a friend who said that she really liked it. But, you know, aside from that, I hadn't heard of it. There was limited studies out on it at that point. And at that time, there wasn't any equine studies on it either. So, you know, I was just like, I don't know if I want to try this. I may, I may not. Um, but now we have more studies that are out. And yes, you may view them as biased because we produce those. But there's a big problem in our industry because in order to do a study, you have to find the funding for it. And in order to find the funding for it, you have to find people who um, would support the, the, the funding of the study and the product, whether they like it or not. So it could be people who, you know, completely believe in it and you would make it biased because they love the product. Or you can find people who hate the product and maybe want to see it burn and never see the light of day again. But then that also raises the issue of, well, they might crunch the numbers that may not support the product, which isn't true. Or more so, people like that aren't going to even put in money to do the uh, research and studies behind it. So I get the whole theory behind, you know, the reason we don't like bias studies and things like that, but it's super, super hard to find the funding and people to put on this study that doesn't support this product. So um, I get I get that it's a little biased, but I also understand that, you know, I've seen it work. I've seen it work numerous times, and that is why we have a product guarantee. So that's just my opinion on that. Now, I have been a representative for over a year now, yay me. Jake has been on the injection for over a year now, yay him. Um, we are kind of getting to where our 
Um, our arthritis is getting a little hard, so next year we're having to reevaluate things and kind of figure out um, does he need more of the product? Um, kind of where are we standing with his arthritis? So that is our goal next year. Um, but I have been taking the um, Eternapure, which is another company, but it's the same product. So Pure C4S, but it's for humans. Uh, the human product is uh, by the company Eternapure, which I am a representative for them as well. Um, I had started taking the uh, Pure C4S daily. That is a capsule for humans, and I started taking that in December. It was shortly after they released it, and I was super stoked because they have a liquid as well you can um, you can take, but I didn't really like it. Uh, I didn't like, I, I didn't prefer it. So um, I was really stoked about the daily, and during that time, I actually had broke my arm, and so I was taking the daily. I didn't feel a huge, huge difference to be honest, when I first started it, which can, I mean, can happen, you know, you're not just going to be completely, oh my goodness, unless you're really paying attention, and I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention, however, looking back, I can make some um, connections between, you know, I wasn't waking up with my bone, uh, with my joints hurting as much, and getting around easier, I didn't wake up like I was 50 years old going, oh my goodness, like I used to, you know, I've been throwing off so many horses, you know, when I was young, I rode a lot, and, or I still ride a lot, but, um, you know, I, I had a, a horse girl body, you know, we, we get old real fast, <laughs> so, um, with that being said, you know, I would have some issues waking up and getting around because my body would be so stiff, and looking back now, I didn't have that, but what really, made me think, oh my gosh, I cannot go without this, was when I broke my arm, I was still taking the capsules every day. I ultimately, and I thought this was normal at the time, but within that week, I stopped taking pain medication. Um, I didn't take any. I was able to stop taking it, and my swelling on my arm was little to none through the whole time. Little to none. I was very surprised at um, when I've seen broken bones, like how much swelling would um, flare up, and there was little to none there. However, I didn't make the connection of the Pure C4S daily working until I ran out. When I ran out, the next day I had to take pain medication because it hurt so bad. And um, I didn't notice any swelling, but it hurt so bad that I took that, um, when I had ran out the next day. So I started taking my pain medications and I took it for a few days until my second bottle of pure C4S came in and come to find out, started taking that again. And I was able to stop taking my meds. So, um, and I didn't take my pain meds at the same time. So it wasn't that I, I realized before I got it in, I was like, Oh, why would it hurt? Like the only thing that changed was the supplement. So what I did was when I got it in, I stopped, when I got the confirmation that it was going to be in this day, the day before I stopped taking my pain medication, and it hurt a little bit, I took my pain meds, and the pain was less, but still there, and then the next day I took my second pill, gone, didn't need any, any pain medication at all, so definitely, I would say it was the Pure C for us that helped a lot with the pain and discomfort, and um, not only that, but I was very surprised to see when I got my cast off, 
It was a, so when I got it off, they gave me some hand exercises and things to, to do to help with flexibility and stuff. There was like nine, there's nine exercises they gave me. I was able to do all of them within a week, all of them at a hundred percent, a hundred percent mobility. They were shocked at how fast I was able to get that mobility and flexibility back in my wrist and, um, able to to get all that. So I was back almost a hundred percent a week after getting my cast off and doing rehab. And then I started just slowly lifting a little more weight at a time just to be safe. But I was back to my normal self within a month doing the same things I was doing before. And I, when I've talked to other people and of course, different breaks have different, have different things. But um, for the break that I had and the mobility that I had gained back, my, um, my doctor was very surprised at how fast I was able to get all that back. So I 100% do believe in Pure C4S Daily for humans. Highly, highly recommend it. I will not go without it. I will not let Jake go without an injection. It's just a phenomenal product. And that is why I wanted to get on here. And I wanted to tell you guys about it because I, I feel like this product needs a little more praise and um, um, recognition um, than it are, than it because uh, it doesn't really have a whole lot. You know, I still talk to people who haven't heard about it and, you know, it's an amazing product. And I think everybody needs to at least look into it. I'm not saying everybody needs to use it, but everybody needs to at least look into it, whether it not be for you, your horse, your cat even your dog, you know, for someone somewhere in your family needs this product. Cause I promise it really is amazing. And there's a product to guarantee on all the animal um, products and on the human products. So definitely, definitely think about trying it. Um, that is just my thoughts and opinions on joint supplements. Um, and why I use what I use and what I kind of stray away from and things like that. So if you would like a little bit more as far as more information on all this, please find me at any of the links in my, um, in the, uh, description. Um, I will get back to you immediately, whether you want to try it or not, or you just want to learn about it, or you want to just talk about joints in general, completely fine with that. I am going to try, once we get moved into this new house, I am going to try to start my PowerPoints again so we can get those out. And I will talk, I'll kind of put everything in this podcast and more into that um, PowerPoint. And I will be posting that on my YouTube. So definitely um, follow that. So you will be notified when those are posted, which may be a while from now. So you got some time to subscribe to my YouTube. So I will go do that. I don't put it off for too long because once we get moved, I'm hopping on that, um, that PowerPoint and I am going to get you everything you need to know about joints, how they work and what happens and how it happens and what supplements is best for your horse at what time. So thank you guys for stopping in. I am sorry. This podcast was so freaking long today. I didn't really expect it, but there was a lot I wanted to say and, um, just kind of put out there and just kind of let you form your own opinion because, um, like I said, I have done tons of research and I have spent so much money on so many different types of product and it's just kind of a hit or miss in that, in this world. And I wanted to kind of give you a leg up as to what products actually work and, um, kind of 
tell you why I use what I use and my experiences with it. So um, I'm going to get off here now and stop rambling on. And y'all have a great day. Let me know if you have any questions or anything. All my um, links are in the show notes. Bye.